Hi folks, welcome. Glad that you can join us today. I've been thinking about the last couple of months not getting a haircut and I'm beginning to think, you know, I'm starting to sport my 80s rockin' look again. So I'm not sure what you think, but I'm getting that nice feathered look to my hair having not cut it for a couple months again. Well, hey, as I've been thinking about the passage that we're going to look at this week, which Aaron read for us this morning, uh, the story about Moses and the burning bush, um, it got me thinking about how we often kind of go through a regular day. So, so tell me if this is true of you. You meet someone, they tell you their name, and then a little bit later in the conversation, you've completely forgotten what they said their name was. You, you have no idea, and it's a little bit embarrassing. Or, similarly, you're having a conversation with someone, and the conversation happens, you each go on your way, and then later in the day, you have a moment to actually reflect back and think, oh, I should have picked up on what they said. You know, they were saying something meaningful, and I just completely missed it. And then you kind of feel bad wishing that you would have been paying more attention in the conversation so that you didn't think about or spot what they had said later, but could have dealt with it in the moment. Or, not so similarly, but connected, um, you need to travel somewhere and you don't know where you're going, so you pull out the sat-nav or the GPS and you punch in the coordinates and the GPS gives you a time frame for how long it should take. And then as you're driving to your destination, you actually compete against the original time that the sat-nav gave you to see if you can beat the time that it suggested. Now, that might be true for you. Um, certainly, these are things that have happened to me. And, and I think sometimes they're indicative of these hurried lives that we live. And how so often we go through life kind of regretting uh, the fact that we're living a hurried life. And then we, we're left with the question, like, why, why, why do we do that? And it's, it's becoming aware of our need to slow down. But then that gets me thinking, <clears throat> I wonder if we live such fast-paced lives because we're afraid to slow down. If we slowed down and started paying attention, that would mean paying attention to our inner self. And I wonder if sometimes living a hurried life is a way of not having to deal with, with the deeper self. It's about discovery and in, in some ways being afraid of what we will find. I think the story of Moses kind of has something to do with this idea of, of paying attention, of self-discovery. And, and the story of Moses, uh, at least this part, is when he is in the wilderness kind of by himself. And in this wilderness moment, um, Moses makes several discoveries. He, he meets a few people, himself and God. And so that's what I'd like to look at today with us. Uh, this just a few verses of part of the life of Moses. You can read about it in Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. 
And and Moses was was a guy that God used to free the Hebrew people or the Israelite people out of slavery in Egypt. And it's a fascinating story that you can read through the book of Exodus and learn a lot about yourself as you read about Moses. But a little bit of backstory before we get to chapter 3, verses 1 to 4, just those few verses to focus on today. Moses is a, is a Hebrew baby that's born, and the Pharaoh at the time is trying to, to kill all the babies because he's worried that these slaves might raise, you know, outgrow them in number and then revolt. So the babies are being killed, and Moses' mother hides him. The Pharaoh's daughter finds him and, and basically um, gives him back to the mother to raise for a time, but then Moses grows up as an adopted son in the court of Pharaoh. And yet he's a Hebrew. And I think the story of Moses in in chapter 2, particularly in Exodus, is about him trying to figure out who he is. Was he he an Egyptian? Or was he a Hebrew? Was he the good guy? Or was he the bad guy? Was he contributing to the enslavement of of the Hebrew people? Was he a failure as an Egyptian? Or was he a failure as... As a Hebrew. And Moses, I think when you read into when you read the story, I think you can draw out the sense of Moses struggling with who he is. And and who am I is a question that we all ask about ourselves at some point. And and I think we ask that about ourselves more than once in our lifetime. And so I think the story about Moses might be uh, helpful for us as we wrestle with who we are on the inside. See, Moses is living with this false self, true self dichotomy, and there's tension there. And and I think what he discovers is when we live from our false self, um, it might be a good life, but there's always something missing. Or it might be a bad life, but there's always something missing. And often our felt self can lead us into doing things that that we wouldn't think was possible for us to do. So as you read through the story of Moses, as he's wrestling with who he is, one day he sees a fellow Egyptian beating a Hebrew. And in an instant, he kind of takes matters into his own hands. I think he lives out of that false self that's in tension um, with who he is. And he hits the Egyptian and inadvertently, perhaps, kills the Egyptian, tries to cover it up. And he gets discovered. And eventually Pharaoh finds out and tries to kill him. And Moses has to run for his life. And then he ends up in a place far, far away in the wilderness. It's the Midianite wilderness. And you can read about it in chapter 2 of Exodus. And he spends a lot of time in the wilderness of Midian. And he's kind of abandoned his Egyptian... um, Upbringing. He's abandoned his Hebrew upbringing, and, and now he's just living this life as a guy in the middle of the wilderness with this Midianite family. And he gets married, and he has a son, and it's his son's name that maybe indicates that Moses still is struggling with who he is, and he needs to make some discoveries about himself. He names his son Gershom, and the name literally means, I am a stranger in a foreign land. Moses knew something was missing. That he was still living from a false self, but he just didn't seem to have the wherewithal to, to deal with it. It would take the wilderness 
to help him experience some things he needed to learn about himself. And he spent decades in the Midianite wilderness, but it would take a different wilderness and a, and a new encounter to actually delve deeper into the inner self, into who he truly could be. And that's where we get to chapter 3. Just these first four verses uh, that Aaron read for us this morning. One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, who was the priest of Midian. And he led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. And there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. And some of you will be familiar with that story. And Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. So he goes to see it, and it's at that point that God realizes and sees that Moses is ready to make another discovery about himself. And it's God getting his attention in that burning bush because God wanted Moses to live from his true self. God I think God wanted Moses to experience something more than what he had settled for. And it would take the burning bush to open his eyes to that. And when Moses went to him, God knew that he was ready. Moses paid attention to this bush that he saw. He was aware enough, he had slowed down enough, um, and maybe was starting to move into who he truly was to have this encounter. But he spots the burning bush and then... And then through that, God is able to, to speak into his life. And, and Moses has changed as he has an encounter with God. As Moses continues to experience God, he's going to realize something, that no matter who he is, and this is Moses the murderer, Moses the guy who runs, Moses the guy who hides, Moses the guy who makes excuses, which you can read about later in chapter 3 and 4, God still loves him and accepts him. And later in Moses' life, God would reveal himself to Moses, his name, Yahweh, the Lord, I am who I am. But he says, I am a gracious and compassionate God, merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in love. And Moses is going to experience that as he encounters the bush. Moses meets himself God helps him to see himself for who he truly is. And then God shows him who he can become. But then it's up to Moses to decide whether he's going to trust God enough to follow him into this new journey, into this new adventure, out of the wilderness and into the new life that God wanted him to experience. And it's interesting that his encounter with the bush was a freeing moment for for Moses. God was going to use Moses to free a whole nation of people. But before that could happen, Moses needed to be freed himself from the bondage that he had been living in for most of his life. Living out of a false self life. And even being comfortable with it, but all the time knowing that something was missing. And that he couldn't fix what was wrong, even though he'd been trying. It would take an encounter with God for that to happen. And God does that. 
And it doesn't necessarily happen instantly for Moses. But for the rest of his life, choosing to walk with God down this path of a new life into his new self, Moses begins to discover things and experience things that he could have only dreamed of if he had kept trying to live on his own. And it it leaves me wondering when I think about Moses if whether or not there are burning bushes that are happening all the time. None of us are going to experience a moment like Moses did, you know, with a burning bush. But the burning bush is symbolic of the presence of God. If you read a little bit later into chapter 13 in Exodus, you'll see that God shows up as a pillar of fire. You know, this imagery of fire is about the presence of God. God was present in that bush, and Moses encountered God when he paid attention and was courageous enough to actually have that encounter with God. And I think that imagery of God showing up and being present in the moment, uh, I think those moments are, are happening all the time, all around us. And it's maybe just a question of whether or not we're, we're willing to pay attention and to see God in those moments. It's about being intentional in slowing down. And I'm, I'm wondering in the middle of this season that you and I find ourselves in, if this isn't an opportunity in a wilderness moment to slow down enough and maybe pray the prayer asking God to help you see the burning bush moments that are in your day. See, when it comes to discovering ourselves, being in the wilderness and, and meeting ourselves or, or meeting God, living these hurried lives, I wonder sometimes if we, if we live these hurried lives because we, we feel like we have to. I wonder if that's what Moses was dealing with. Do we feel like if we, if we actually be vulnerable enough to be who we really are, with all of our, you know, great qualities, but also all of the brokenness and the hurt and the pain and the shame. I wonder if it's just too frightening to go there. And Moses was in the Midianite wilderness for 40 years before he had this encounter with God. 40 years, 80 years before he had this encounter with God. And I think that's a good word for us that, you know, these things don't just change instantly. We don't change instantly, normally. But I wonder how often the burning bushes are are flaming up all around us. I think of a story Jesus told because, because I think Moses encountered Jesus in the burning bush. I think of the story Jesus told in, in Matthew 25. He, w- he was telling his, uh, his, the people around him 
his followers and people investigating. And he said, you know what? The Son of Man, referring to himself, is going to come back as a king. And he's going to say to the people, let me give you your reward because I was sick and you cared for me. I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me water. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And the people are like, whoa, when did we do that? And he said, whenever you did it to the least of these people of mine, you were doing it to me. And it was this idea of Jesus saying, listen, when, when you have an opportunity to be present in someone's life and to make a difference and to love them as I have loved you, you are encountering me in that person. And, and maybe I'm stretching it a bit, but I think that's this idea of these divine moments, opportunities to encounter Jesus in our day. When we might miss it, unless we slow down enough and we're intentional enough to pay attention to these burning bushes. You see, like he did with with Moses, I think Jesus wants to help people see who they truly are. He wants to lead them from from living a false self-life into living who they truly can be in him accepted and loved for who they are, but then invited to move into a new life, to step out of the darkness, out of the false self, and give that up so that they could receive from him the new life that Jesus wants to give. And how many times have we tried, have you tried, and have I tried, to change ourselves from the inside, and no matter how hard we try, we let ourselves down. And it's like living in bond. It's like being tied to that old self, that false self. And Jesus says, I will give you that new self. Once in John 8, Jesus said this. um, He said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. I think the burning bush encounters are about experiencing new life. It's about, it's about discovering who we really are and then being shown who we could be. And no matter how good our life is, Jesus says, I want to give you more. I want you to have an even better life. And some of you might think that you've got a great life And in the burning bush encounters, Jesus is saying, there are still parts of that old self, that false self that you're holding on to. And I want to lead you out of that. And I want you to journey with me into something new. And I want to show you who you can be. And to let you experience a life that is lived in full light and brightness rather than in the shadows. He did it for Moses. And I believe he can do it for you. So let me ask you this question to wrap up. What part of your false self are you still holding on to? Maybe you're aware of opportunities to encounter God, but you've been staying away because it's a little bit scary. Maybe you're afraid of what you might discover when you open yourself up to this encounter with God. You're afraid of what he might show you. And I think Moses had to wrestle with that and go through that. 
We all do. But Moses soon discovered the God who is compassionate and merciful and gracious and abounding in love, who is the light of the world. Moses met Jesus, I believe, in that burning bush. And how many times has Jesus showed up for so many people, offering them freedom and a new life that can be even better than the one that they're living now? What is holding you back? What is keeping you from slowing down so that you can, you can actually ask God to open your eyes to see your burning bush moments? And I invite you to, to think about that, to read the story of Moses to experience what God wants you to experience in Him. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. I do want to invite you um, to click on the link for the virtual lobby, which will happen right after this. We've been having some lovely conversations about our week and about what we've been learning uh, in the message, and it's maybe an extra 20-25 minutes that I encourage you to join us and to participate in that and, uh, and share in community together. We'll see you next week. Bye for now.